Wonderful. Well, uh, for those that tuned in last week, um, I uh, you may remember that I spoke on the word new. Uh, you know, we've been hearing, I'm sure you're fed up like me about hearing about the new normal. Well, as Christians, new should be our normality because Jesus came to bring new life and we should be living in the newness of this life. And so last week we looked at two Bible verses that talk about this newness of life. Uh, we looked about how in Jesus we are new creations, how about how salvation is not just Jesus putting a sticking plaster on our old life, it's not about self-help or self-improvement, but actually we die to our old way of life and Jesus gives us a brand new life, born by the Holy Spirit, created anew in the image of Christ, the old is gone and the new has come. And then secondly, we looked at the new self. And we, we looked at how in Colossians, the new self is something that we put on. So the new creation is something that Jesus has done, but the new self is something that we have to put on. And, uh, and we talked a little bit about that, about how we have to take off the old in order to put on the new. And there's a, there's a sense in which that's basic Christianity, that's basic doctrine, but there's also a little prophetic thing as well that we're entering into this new era of God's glory, this new era that God has for the church. And in order to enter into that, there's got to be taking off of the old mindsets, the old way of, of doing life and Christianity, maybe even of doing church, so that we can enter in and put on the new that God has for us. So of the, the next 20 minutes or so, I want to, hopefully we've got time to do this. If not, I can I can miss one or two, uh, two out. But I want to look at four more new verses. So four more verses in the New Testament that talk about the new, the new life that Jesus wants us to enter into. And, and we'll see how we get on with, with time and things. But I, I want to begin in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And this is what uh, the Apostle Peter says. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. I love that. Did you catch that word new in those verses? New birth, new birth. You know, sometimes as, as preachers, when we're preaching the gospel, uh, we can uh, portray the gospel, the message of Jesus as a rescue mission. Uh, we kind of portray Jesus as a rescuer who's come to rescue us and deliver us out of something. So he's come to deliver us out of sin out of darkness, out of hell, out of being lost, and praise God for that. But here, uh, Peter kind of uh, puts it a, a little different twist on this, that salvation is not just uh, something that we've been, we've been saved out of, but actually it's a new birth. We've not only been saved out of something, but we've been saved into something. And it says here a couple of things that we've been saved into. It says that we have been saved into, we, we have a new birth into a living hope. A living hope. You know, as the church of Jesus this morning, 
we should be the most hope-filled people on the planet. We have a hope. In fact, we have a living hope. Hope is alive this morning. Can you feel it in your bones this morning? Can you feel it uh, pumping around your veins this morning? A living hope. It's alive because hope is a person. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we have this living hope. Wherever you go this morning, you can radiate hope. Wherever you go today, you can shine hope wherever you go. You know, our prime minister, was it last week, a couple of weeks ago, he gave us a little bit of hope, didn't he, by saying that that he was hopeful that things could be normal uh, by Christmas. But then it seemed like a couple of a couple of days ago, he kind of took that hope away uh, with, you know, talk about spikes and more lockdowns and putting the brakes on, opening things up. But I'm so glad this morning that my hope levels are not dependent upon government announcements. My hope is not based on governments or politicians or economies. My hope is not built upon circumstances. The foundation of my hope is Jesus Christ, his work on the cross, his promises, his covenant, his word. That is my hope. It says that we have this new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our hope this morning is based on, not on circumstances, not on the news reports. Our hope this morning is based on an event, not a temporary thing. You know, if my hope was, was, was based on the news, it could change like the weather. But actually, my hope is based on an event, the resurrection from the dead of Jesus Christ. The fact that Jesus is alive, that he has overcome the grave, that he has overcome the devil, that he has overcome sin and sickness and the curse of fallen man, Jesus has overcome it all. And that is what my hope is in. We have this incredible living hope. Uh, So we have this new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into, there's that word again. So we have this new birth into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. We have an inheritance. In fact, if you were watching the pre-service today, you might have heard Belinda, she was talking a little bit about this, that we have this incredible inheritance in Jesus Christ. I remember, um, you know, a few months ago, I got an email and it was from a, an unrecognized email address. And it was it was from some guy in Nigeria. And, and he said that there was some incredibly rich Nigerian guy who had died and he left an inheritance of something like 300 million pounds. And he said, you know, he has no living relatives. And so he's decided to leave it all to you, Andrew Murray. Even though he's never met you or anything, all we need is you to give us your bank details and all your personal information and uh, and we'll send you 300 million pounds into your bank account. Now, I was a little bit suspicious, I've got to be honest with you. I, I, now, maybe, maybe I was wrong, maybe I missed out on something incredible, but I get the impression that that was a little bit of a scam. But you know what? We have an inheritance that is real. We have an inheritance that is genuine. It's what Jesus 
purchased for us on the cross. That inheritance, of course, it's our salvation, but it's much more than a ticket to heaven. It includes all the promises and the purposes of God. As you look through the word of God, page after page, there's promise after promise after promise after promise. And this is our inheritance. We have an inheritance of healing. We have an inheritance of blessing. Uh, David Cooper's been leading us in this great series on the blessing. That's our inheritance. The blessing of God, it's our inheritance. Not only for me, but our children, our children's children. That's our inheritance. Inheritance of answer prayer, of joy, of peace, of freedom, of victory, uh, of the miraculous, of the power of God, the glory of God. This is our inheritance as a children of God because of this new birth that we have in Christ. But not only the, the promises that we have on the pages of scripture, but you know what? Every one of us, I'm sure, we have prophetic promises from God. Things that the Holy Spirit has spoken into your life. Promises to do with your ministry. Promises to do with your career, your future, your destiny. Promises maybe to do with your family, your children. Uh, maybe that they're prophetic words that you have received, that, that God has spoken to you directly through the Holy Spirit. Or maybe a prophetic word from someone else. Friends, I want to encourage you today. These prophetic words, these dreams, these desires that God has placed upon your heart. This is your inheritance as a child of God. I know as Revived Church, we have prophetic words that we are contending for. We have land that God has given us. We have a region that we want to see shaken. We have nations that we want to see reached. We, we want to see revival in our day, in our generation. Friends, these are not just nice words this is our inheritance as the church of Jesus Christ we have this incredible inheritance and then here is, is a wonderful thing it says that this inheritance can never perish spoil or fade and it's been kept in heaven for us now, now you may read that kind of a, a, a kind of a first glance and think well that's great, but actually it doesn't make much difference to me if I'm here on earth and my inheritance is up in heaven. So you, you might read that and might, you might think that that's what Peter's saying here, that, that here we are on earth, but our inheritance is up there in heaven. And so I'm never going to actually uh, receive my inheritance until I die and go to be with the Lord. But, and this is so powerful and so encouraging, and I really hope that you catch this and get this this morning. That word kept, this is what it means. It means protected, guarded, and watched over. So this is what this verse is saying. That heaven is protecting your inheritance. That heaven is guarding your inheritance. That heaven is watching over your inheritance. So right now, if you're watching this and you are living in a place, which we all are, you're living in that tension where God has given you a word, but yet you have not yet seen the fulfillment of that word. Here's the encouraging thing. Heaven is not keeping things from you, but heaven is protecting things for you. 
God is not keeping your inheritance, your destiny, your promises, your prophetic word. He's not keeping them from you today, but actually he's watching over them. He's protecting them. He's guarding them. It goes on to say that your inheritance is shielded by the power of God. We, we're used to that, hearing that about that word shielding, aren't we, uh, over the past few weeks and months. Your inheritance is shielded by the power of Almighty God. That means no pandemic is going to rob you of your destiny. That means no circumstances are going to rob you of your purpose in God. That means the enemy cannot steal or kill or destroy anything that God is watching over to fulfill. Right now, many of us in this lockdown situation, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm kind of looking at the, the things that God has, uh, has spoken over my life and wondering, God, uh, uh, you know, am I missing this? You know, is it, are they ever going to be fulfilled? You know, I'm, I'm part of my calling is to be a missionary, to go to the nations, you know, forget Africa, forget, you know, forget, uh, you know, forget South America. I can't even go to Scotland right now without Nicholas Sturgeon telling me off. You know, you kind of wonder what about these promises? What about these prophetic words? You know, Jared sung an incredible prophetic song last night for those that watched it about the gatherings and, and you know we've got prophetic words about stadiums and auditoriums and you think my goodness we can't even we can't even meet just a small gathering yet but friends god is watching over our promises god is guarding and protecting our promises he's shielding those words those prophetic words by his almighty power and in due time god is going to release the manifestation of your inheritance so do not fear do not be discouraged the enemy has not robbed you of what god has said uh, your dreams right now may be on pause the things that you plan for this year the things that we planned as a church or, or in your ministry, they may be on pause right now, but friends, they are not lost. They are not forgotten. They are shielded by the almighty power of God. God is watching over his word to bring it to fulfillment. And so right now, all those things are in heaven right now, watching over, watched over by the power of God. And heaven is available for me and you right now. The kingdom of God is available for me and you right now. And this brings us, and I'll do the, the, the next couple real quickly this morning. But, but our second new this morning, Mark 1, 27. Uh, this is right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Jesus has just been preaching. And it says, the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. Did you catch that? Jesus came bringing a brand new teaching. The people were totally amazed. What was this brand new teaching? Well, you read it in the preceding verses. The new teaching was this. The kingdom of God is near. What is the kingdom of God? It's the promises of God. It's the power of God. It's the presence of God. It's the purposes of God. And the message that Jesus came to declare was this. This kingdom, God's rule, God's reign, it's near. It's here. It's available. It's at hand. Uh, 
All the other prophets up until this point have been preaching, the kingdom's coming, the kingdom's coming, the kingdom's coming. But now Jesus comes and he says, the kingdom is here, it's near, it's available. Friends, all that is in God's kingdom right now, your inheritance, your promises, your prophetic words, those words of healing, of deliverance, of blessing, of breakthrough, right now, all those things are available in the kingdom of God. They are here and they are available right now. Remember what it says there, that, um, we read it in 1 Peter, that this incredible salvation, it is ready to be revealed in the last time. Oh, that excites me that there is something right now that God is waiting to reveal. That right now there are aspects of his kingdom and glory. There are prophetic words right now that have been on pause, but God is getting ready to reveal them. Friends, I, I want to pray this morning that you would get that this morning, that we have an inheritance, that we have a kingdom that we can enter into and claim right now. Uh, last night when I was praying, um, I had a little prophetic dream. I saw a, a, a walk-in wardrobe. I don't know if you, if you got one in your house, if you're that privileged, or, or maybe you've seen one on TV. I think that's the closest I've got. But a walk-in wardrobe. And I saw a woman walk into this walk-in wardrobe and all around there were clothes, there were garments, there were, there were dresses and, and, and jackets and, and just all kinds of different garments. And as she was looking around, she, she was taking them off of the, off of the coat hangers. And I, I just really believed that that, that that woman was a picture of the church, the bride of Christ. And that walk-in wardrobe was our inheritance. It was the kingdom of God. And the church is saying right now, the doors to my kingdom right now are open. The doors to your inheritance are open. Church, walk in, enter in and have a look at the garments that I've got for you. I saw a garment with healing on it. I saw a garment with, with ministry on it. I saw a garment with anointing on it. I saw a garment with breakthrough on it. I saw a garment with joy on it. I saw a garment with, uh, with answer prayer on it. And there, there are hundreds of garments right now that have specific words, specific promises from God. And they're all there available. And God is looking for those by faith who are going to enter in and take off the garment that you need, that Jesus has purchased for you this morning. We're going to come to communion in a moment but let's just look at look at one more uh, or, or two more real quickly Luke 22 this is the last supper and uh, and this leads in beautifully into communion this morning Luke 22 verse 19 and 20 Jesus it says he took bread he gave thanks and broke it and he gave it to them saying this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So we have a new birth. We have a new message, which is the kingdom is here. And we have a new covenant. All these things that we've been talking about this morning, inheritance, promises, prophecies, destiny, uh, visions, dreams, all these things. Friends, for the child of God, this is not just 
pie in the sky stuff. This is not Jesus just kind of giving you a, a casual promise that he might break. Jesus has entered into a covenant with you. Blessing is your covenant. Healing is your covenant. Salvation for your loved ones, it's your covenant. Um, you remember in, way back in Genesis 15, God comes to Abraham and, and says, Abraham, I'm going to give you land. I'm going to give you a family. And Abraham looked at his circumstances. It looked impossible. He was old. His wife was barren. He didn't even own a camper van, let alone the promised land. He didn't own anything. Abraham must have thought, God, this is impossible. But God said to Abraham, I'm entering into a covenant with you. This is how you can know that I'm going to do it, Abraham. Friends, God has entered into a covenant with you. You say that right now to yourself. I'm a man of covenant. I'm a woman of covenant. Right now, if you're sat with your family right now, look around your home right now. Look at your spouse. Look at your children right now. And you believe and declare right now, we are people of covenant. Right now, if maybe you're sat with someone, watching this with someone from Revive right now, maybe you're bubbling up together right now. You, you declare right now as a church, we have a covenant right now. Whole that God has given us this. This is our covenant that we're going to see right now, this region, this city, shaken by the power of God. This is our covenant. Not a covenant like the old covenant that was based on your performance, but based on what Jesus has done for us on the cross. The old covenant was performance driven, but the new covenant is presence dwelling. The old covenant was do, 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 do. But it was based on your behavior. But the new covenant is abide in me and I will abide in you. And I will produce holiness. I will produce righteousness in you. You can rest in my finished work on the cross. Isn't Jesus so, so wonderful? Um, I'm going to ask Jared right now just to, just to come to the keyboard and he's going to, play for us right now. I'm going to read one more scripture and then we're going to take communion together. Hebrews 10 verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body since we have a great priest of the house of God let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience having our bodies washed with pure water let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful that verse tells us this morning that we can enter the presence of God. We can enter the throne room of heaven. And what's in heaven? Your inheritance, the kingdom, the promises, the things that you're believing God for. You can enter into that wardrobe of heaven. Sounds like Narnia this morning, doesn't it? You can enter that divine wardrobe and take hold of everything that Jesus has for you. You can enter with confidence with boldness you can draw right near into the presence of God by a new and living way the old way was sacrifices and offerings the old way was priests and temples and tabernacles 
But the new way is the blood of Jesus. The new way is the cross.